0: Rob Patrice O'Neill's dead body for that coat, of-
1: <laughs> and then took some of his beaters.
2: <laughs> oh, it's a good start, right?
1: And welcome, welcome, welcome into Gravel Talk, ladies and gents. Thank you for joining us. Well, this week in the Spotlight and Squirt Circle, we are sitting down with Greg Gagne, the son of Vern Gagne. We're sitting down with Larry the Axe Henning. We're sitting down in the Spotlight and Squirt Circle with Bryno and Darren Corbin. And Zach and We're sitting down with Dick Justice. You're listening to Gravel Talk, keeping you up to date on the Midwestern independent wrestling. And we are live!
0: you know Patrice O'Neal?
3: No, but it's just that,
0: yeah. He was a large, uh, heavy set, black comedian.
3: comedian. Yeah. I'll
0: bet if you've seen him, were you Chappelle show guy? Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Uh, remember the player, ha- player Haters Ball? Yeah. Pit Bull?
3: Yeah, okay. Yeah. Patrice
0: right. O'Neal. Okay.
3: Not
2: that Pit
0: Bull. Oh. Well, that's Scotty Steiner.
1: Coming for you. Oh, they've done, so well. some, they've done some upgrades, guys.
2: <clears throat> Yeah, they actually have a real podcast yeah. microphone sure. right behind you. Oh, great. I have no idea what she what she's doing
1: with it. Far, far higher. Cl- I oh. actually have a microphone. I know. That's Jake, one of those round- Jake got you a yeah.
2: snowball, right? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, fuck it.
1: I can bring it. No, no, no. Can no. you hook it up?
2: Well, we'd have to. We'd, we'd need a computer. We'd have to hook it to a computer, and then you'd have to have computer software. Because I've looked into doing that, too. Yeah. Like uh, And if, you know, the office would get off their goddamn ass and give us some funding... Yeah.
0: No disrespect, but fuck the office.
2: <laughs> no, all disrespect.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> <sighs> How oh was oh work? Yeah. Shitty. Oh, all right. Yeah. Welcome.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh. You
2: went to Taco Bell before that? I did. Oh, yeah. You know that five pounds you lost? <gasps>
0: It was six pounds, dick.
2: Well, you gained eight.
0: I believe you. All right, man, give us the big intro, if your jacket's not too heavy. Are we ready? (laughs) Who
2: just just popped two (laughs) boners?
1: Hello. Uh, Would (laughs) you? It depends.
2: We're not getting into this, all right?
1: (laughs) Is it in the hat? (laughs) No. Okay.
0: This day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page And love and tradition of the grand design Some people say it's even harder to find Well then there must be some magic clue inside Happy holidays
1: everybody and happy new year from the Ross Family Matters podcast. It's been a while since I feel like we've been together. Um, hopefully you listen to the trio of Christmas shows. Um, that none of them had Christmas themes because they were all taped back in November, most likely. Anyway. One in October. (laughs) Right. Um, But we are caught up now, as far as you know, as you listen to the show. Hotshot, Scott Williams, Vic the Stick Ross, Jack Spade, and our very special guest, referee, wrestler, manager, overall, just cool dude, Mike Williams. Mike, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
2: Boy, he's got a work name, too. You got it. TJ, yeah. yeah, I know that. Well, I mean, do they know? Colors. That? colors, colors, colors.
0: You know, I heard
1: that song three times.
3: I did get
0: that in the in the, the locker room. Oh. <laughs> just so you know, every time that song plays, I become Robert Duvall at the end of Colors, and I cannot
1: catch. You're my gasping breath. for I cannot editor. seem to catch my breath. Yeah. You know what? Sean Penn really <clears throat> set that dude up by being such an a hole. He did. Yeah. He did. Well. Anyway. So, have you you've heard the show or have you not heard the show? I've heard once or twice okay. before. Oh boy, you're in for a yeah. real freaking treat. It's going to be interesting. So the way this works is we're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about you, how you got to know us, ask you a couple of pertinent questions, Oh boy! and then we're going to jump into the hat and pull out random topics that we have no idea what's going to show up. There's things that were suggested by listeners and people online and probably people who hate us and want to see us fail. Some of that, but let's talk first about how you got started in the pro wrestling. Uh, What made you decide that you wanted to do this with a bunch of crazy people?
3: Um. Well, uh, Eddie Watson. I, you guys know that name. Oh yeah, I'm love pretty, Eddie Watson. Yeah, pretty, we, He's a great. Second. Yeah. I'm anti Eddie Watson. Yeah. I don't. I don't blame you. Um, he's the one that got me into the business. So just. I don't the blame you. Uh, but yeah, he. Uh, he said, "Hey, man. Um, we worked together at Sprint, and he said, hey man, there's this place that uh, that's looking for some rest Would you like to, you know, come give it a try?'" And I said, "Yeah." A couple months went by, and uh, nothing that came of it. And I so saw. I brought it back up to him. And he said, "Why don't you just train?" So he introduced me to uh, Xavier Mustafa, Eddie Brown, and um, he brought me, he got me into training with Angel Armani, and that's kind of how things got started. Now Lane will tell you
1: that Eddie didn't pursue your training because he didn't he wanted to block you from taking his spot.
2: Probably, it, I don't think that. He slashed my tires.
3: Yeah, he did all out, all, all, all four. Of them. Well, if you if you ask Eddie Watson, I ha- he, he feels that I have taken a spot. Um, by by no means of my own, but he is semi-retired. That so was his fault.
0: see if you can follow the train, okay? Mike stole Eddie's spot, mm-hmm. so Eddie tried to steal your spot on this very podcast. He didn't. He didn't do it. He
2: tried. He didn't do it. We got he new did chairs did it for a night. We got new chairs right now. So yeah. his name is no longer <clears throat> carpeted into mine.
1: Yeah. So you want to talk about a guy like you know? We talk about people paying their dues, and there's a lot of people who are new to the business that don't pay their dues but I've seen you set up rings take tickets s- uh, serve hot dogs all the stuff when you were learning the, your craft and becoming a ref and then later on a wrestler and so I mean you got to do a lot of those things and and then training with angel Armani which I mean we've we've known Armani for years but that
3: uh, your first time meeting him what was your what was your thought on angel uh, well uh, my first time meeting him, I didn't know what to expect um, you know, I think you hear stories about wrestling training, and you expect it to be hard. And you, you meet the guy, and he's going—he's th- going through our first camp, my first camp. And you know, he's pretty—he's pretty decent, pretty decent dude. You know, mm-hmm. but you're still kind of timid of him. Uh, and then he shakes your hand, he bites you inside, you know, you, you know, and he treats you just like family. And it's just like a to- totally different contrast. And as you as you get to know him, he does. You know, he does become more and more endearing to you. So, great dude, great dude. I want if, you to know that yeah, <laughs> that's probably the nicest got, words I ever. That's, no,
0: ever, oh. that you've got the soft
1: Armani. Yes, you got.
0: Yeah, old I've old heard. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard. The old Armani would have called you a shithead and thrown you out of the ring.
3: I've, I've seen him do that. And then brought I've you back I'm, in. I've definitely seen him do that. So that's still. That's still. There's glimpses of that, but I, I think you're there right. are
0: glimpses every once in a while. But it actually makes me sad to see him because I remember the good old days. Of getting yelled at for 20 minutes because a match was a shits? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, no. We don't. We,
3: he, he, you know, you hear about it, but it's, it's nothing like that. He's, he's definitely mellowed out from what I understand.
1: So you're still, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you're still very young in your career yet, right? Yeah. But so far to this moment, is there a, a, a wrestling moment that stands out? Like if you had to pick one thing that you wanted to tell a story about or put on your Mount Rushmore or make a tape of, what would that moment be at this, at this juncture?
3: Right now, I think my, my best moment was probably... Uh, man, I, the, I had an opportunity at Mandelucha to do... And I did a referee, uh, a referee to match there. And um, had a great interaction with uh, Chase McCoy. Um, and just the, the feeling that you get in front of the, that, that large of a crowd, the response that they, that they gave to, the, to that moment... Something that I'll never forget. And, and that was the same night that, uh, you know, I got the opportunity for the first time, or second time, to meet uh, Mean Gene. So um, that was, <laughs> that, that was my, my last interaction with him.
1: It's interesting because we are taping on uh, January 2nd, and Mean Gene Oakland passed away today. He did. Um, just a day after Trevor Donis, a guy who many locally um, have just endearing stories to tell about about that gentleman and you know I worked a couple shows of his as a ring announcer and he always treated me great and obviously I didn't know him like some of the other guys did but still a really hard loss for a guy at his age only 52 and uh Marty Funkhauser also passed away today so he did RIP Super Dave Osborne So it was it's a, been a rough couple of days but um anyway to bring it back you know I you had a, gr- a really good match at the Legacy show on uh New Year's Eve and you know, you get more and more into that. And you I've seen this happen a lot on Facebook the last couple weeks. They put a wish list out, right? Is there somebody currently wrestling, and it doesn't have to be, you know, WWE. It could be guys right here on the indie circuit that you
3: haven't worked with yet that you're looking forward to getting a chance to. Uh, man, that's, that's, that's tough. Um, right now, I mean, it, you know, there's some really, really, really great workers on, on the in the Midwest indie scene. And uh, also Jack Spade. Uh, there's some really, really great workers on the Midwest, Indy, seed. No, know, Spade Bay is awesome. Um, but I, you know, honestly, I don't really have a wish list. I, I just want to continue to, to to kind of work work different people. That's my wish list. You know, I think we, I think especially in in Milwaukee, we're <coughs> stuck wrestling some of the same guys all over. You know, the same same time. And so it's, it would be nice just to get some different exposure, just in general. So no general wish list. Chase McCoy, sure. he's, he's done a lot for he's done a lot for me as a ref. I think he was the first guy as a ref to give me some feed uh, as a wrestler to give me some feedback uh, on on what I was doing in the ring as a ref. So uh, and then you know that Maldonado ordeal was with him. So I think that would be a great opportunity. I think that would be a wish list deal. It's a really smart guy too. I mean, yeah. really
1: understands the
0: business. Tell me about the Dark Match Mafia,
1: like
3: um, how
0: it came about, who is all considered in it.
3: So how it came about, um, it started off as um, I think it was Juan. Uh, Juan, Dave, Triggs, Donnell, <laughs> and uh, one, I think it was one other guy. <clears throat> it wasn't Zach yet, and they were doing um, they were doing dark matches for Armani consistently. And I was downstairs in the basement taking tickets, and so they'd always come downstairs and say, "Hey, man, did you see my match?" I give them the disappointed face. "No, nah, man, you know I didn't see your match yet. I was downstairs taking tickets." Oh, or I'd, or a legacy cell, so same kind of deal. They'd be working pre match. I'd be outside in the cold taking their tickets. Um, so I didn't get the opportunity to see it. Um Zach kinda took the fourth person spot, continued to to work these these dark matches. And it really became us kind of coming together when I did get to see the match, giving each other feedback. Sometimes we felt like we weren't getting enough feedback. So we'd be that we'd have to be the ones that gave it, gave each other the feedback from what we've learned from being around the other veterans. Um, you know and really you know being each other's cheerleaders um, it started it you know I I think one of the the biggest things is not just a wrestling group it's actually a group of it was a group of people that started with wrestling but it becomes you know we talk about it like I asked the healthcare question to these guys the other day so it goes beyond just wrestling But yeah, definitely, you know, just a group of guys who banded together around something common.
1: Let me ask you a question, because this is a little bit of a a bone of contention. Uh, Some discussions we've had, speaking of dark matches, right? And there are some people who may be offended by being put on in a position where they're working a dark match, right? Right. And I've always looked at it, because you never know what the the show's going to look like, right? You never know how good or bad it's going to be. When you're in a dark match, especially like, say, for Armani, show, he puts his dark match on when he's got a full building, mm-hmm. right? You get the chance to work in front of a fresh crowd who hasn't had a chance to not like anything yet, right? Because, you know, you've probably been on shows where the the, 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 math, the math, things just don't gel. Like, yep. they, they look good on paper and they don't gel, and you're not in a dark match, but by the time you come out there, the crowd's dead because they didn't like anything they saw. Whereas in a dark match, you get to kind of be... The primer for that. So right. what's your overall take? I mean, obviously, everybody wants to be, you know, a main
3: eventer someday, but w- how do you feel about working dark matches? Well, I, I think, I can't remember who said it, but I heard this once before. If your back's on the mat, your, butt, your butt's not on the curb. So for any wrestler, that should be it's something that they need to take home, um, is that, you know, if they if they have a spot anywhere, uh, they need to be grateful for that. Um, yeah, of course, everybody wants to kind of climb out of the dark match, but I think, you know, you need to look at it as an opportunity to, uh, learn your craft to, you, could, you can do a, different things when you when you have that like you said Armani gives you the opportunity to do that in front of a, you know like you said a packed house a hot crowd um, and if you if you asked him I don't know how many times times I've heard him say that the, the pre-show match was probably the best match on my card. Mm-hmm. so you, you still have an opportunity to shine um, and I, you shouldn't just don't take it for granted um, and I think that, the, that that mentality you know of that this is a pre-show or a dark match uh, matchup, you know, you you look at shows like ICW, who has three. Sometimes we'll have three of them, and those 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 matches are hot. So you know, don't don't take it as a as a as a snub. Uh, take it as an opportunity and and be grateful for it. So, truthfully.
1: Sure, and I, I I think anytime you get a chance to work in front of a crowd, the other thing you talked about, and this is one of the things that's a pet peeve of mine, and I'm just kind of. Like to tell people to, to watch out for it. So, everybody wants to go wrestle in other areas, right? And get exposure. One of the biggest pet peeves I have is I'll say, Hey, Mike, why not you come wrestle for me up in, you know, Eau Claire and bring like two or three of the guys from Milwaukee. And then you get there and they make you work each other. Yeah. Like, well, how am I getting better? Yeah. Like, how am I getting exposure to different styles if you're bringing me up to work somebody that I've worked a dozen times in Milwaukee, right? So, I think one of the things I like to tell people is if you're going up there, ask. A guy, I'd love to come up. I don't care what we negotiate for pay, but let me work somebody different. Well, a lot,
2: lot of times they're throwing you in that spot because they don't know you, and they're trying to gauge your level of skill before they put you against people that they actually care about. But in
1: fairness, isn't it going to be skewered? Because yes. if you work the guy a dozen times, you're going to look good.
2: It is, but
0: at the same time, I feel like that promoter is, A, doing what Lane said, not putting you with somebody that the crowd already knows and gives a shit about, but they want to see what you got. Like, yeah, you worked that guy a dozen times, so you guys should have a pretty good fucking match worked out. Right. So I'm going to be able to see <laughs> in those ten minutes whether you're worth bringing back. But
1: haven't that. you seen it happen where somebody gets that spot, and then they say, oh, that was great, and then they put him up against other guys. Like, well, that didn't gel. This isn't working out. Like, I mean, I think it's a double-edged sword.
0: Right, but I think that that's why it happens so frequently that first time through. So you can get that look at him. Okay, he's pretty decent. Let's bring him back and let's try him against Dave. See, that's why I
1: love throwing together eight men in, like, a hotel room? No, no. (laughs) No, like... But, no, I know what you're saying. But, I mean, you know, like, when I was running shows, if I had new people coming in, I also had guys that were different, various levels of where they were in their career. I could put them together in a six-man and then give them a chance to gel with people but not have to be left on an island in case something doesn't go right or you find out that that person wasn't what you were expecting to see. You still have other guys there that can save a man right I mean I don't know just
3: again different tastes different flavors but I think, I think that comes down to responsible booking because at the end of the day I think you're right you need to kind of get again not use those typical matchups of the guys who come up together uh, but as a, as a booker you should probably know hey this, this, this guy is you know he's probably relatively green let me get him with somebody who it has some experience that way, like, if things do go wrong you can carry him through Sure. Um, I think that's relatively impo- that's important to look at.
2: And, I, you know, that's just a big issue generally everywhere is, like, the people who <coughs> are booking the places are not always the best bookers. Well, yes. They're money marks. They're uh, people who are good wrestlers.
0: They're guys with many, many best friends Lots who are far friends, more yeah. famous
2: than them. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, you know, those guys.
2: But, but the mind isn't there, right? It's uh, not... They're not able to... Differentiate what, how to actually put a show together the right way, right? Uh, because uh, they they don't know, sure. they don't know. How, you can't you can't do what you don't know, and it's real hard for somebody to cede that control to somebody else. Indians and in Chiefs, man. When when, uh, when when you're putting all the money forth, yeah, you can't just say I'm going to put put all this money into it and then not have a say in what happens, right? Sure. It's a very it's.
1: Well, I mean, that, you could, but. If you that doesn't dep- happen very frequently, it depends though. on you you could know, if you wanted to make money. Right, and if you could be mature enough. But again, we're we know who we're dealing yeah. with in some of these cases. So, M- money and maturity don't always tend to. It's
2: hard because the the that's the fun part mm-hmm. is the booking, the the putting the show together, thinking of the stories like. That's that's, the, that's what people enjoy I, I,
1: I love that part of it, but I also knew when I had veterans working for me that if I trusted them enough, like, you know, if you've been working for me on a few, few months or longer and I know you're, let's say, let's use Chase McCoy, he never worked for me, but let's say you did. Say I'm promoting shows and I have Chase McCoy on my show and he's got some ideas, well, I'd be stupid to not listen to him. He knows what he's doing. You know, like, so there's a difference between letting the quote inmates run the asylum and Having respect for people who know what they're doing, and giving them a the, the little bit of freedom. It's also to, a
0: fine line, though, because sometimes guys will try to take advantage of it. As far as yeah, but getting we're not. But we're not talking about masters. so oh. Hey, uh, how'd you get the coat, Jam Master Jay? We shot it. <laughs>
3: um.
1: So a guy I know was working, um, oh, working uh, a side job where he was going through. Like he found his house, his hoarder house. Okay. They were cleaning it out. This coat still had the original tags on it. It was wrapped in plastic. It looked like it was never worn. It still had a price tag on it. Good. But it was a big coat, and he's not a big guy. Sure. He's brought it to work, goes, hey, I this coat's like, it's two sizes big on me. Okay. It's like four sizes big on him. So he's like, do you want it? And I'm like, yeah. So here we go. So. It's a nice coat, for the record. I'm just sure. <laughs> it. It's not a Freebird jacket, though, <laughs> which I can't find, ironically. I hope it didn't burn in the fire. But. I'm gonna do a little thing before we get to our standard questions. I want each one of us to pick a name and we're gonna play word association with Mike Williams. Okay. And I'll start. Um, I'm gonna say a name, you just tell me the first thing that comes oh, to your yeah. mind. The okay. Unfiltered, don't worry about it. Yep. Jack Blackwell.
0: Um, it's his birthday, by the way. Sh- Happy Dude.
3: birthday,
1: Jack Blackwell. <sighs> <My girl. laughs>
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess that's about it. Happy birthday. That's as good as you're gonna get. Here's here's the crowd at his birthday. he have one? All right.
1: Ooh, what happened to that crowd?
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like Jack Blackwell. T.C. Washington. Um, d- dude. Uh, really underrated. Yeah. For sure. Underrated. For sure. And he's got quite a left. Yeah, I've heard. I haven't experienced, but yeah, I've heard. Watch out. Mm. 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 It's
2: tough. That's a tough one. Tough. Anybody got another one in mind? Well, I mean, there's so many. I just like so many people. I just don't. Yeah, we know. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's say. Ooh, we've already talked about Let's go with, you know, Frankie. Let's do Frankie.
3: Um, Have you ever worked
2: for Frank?
3: I've refed for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I refed for him before.
2: Well, what's that story? What's uh, that? There's,
3: there's, there's no, there's no story. There's clearly a the story. There, there's, there's, there's no story. I swear, there's no story. It's just a matter of uh, you asked me what came to mind, and it finally popped in my head. Uh, I'm just, I, I'm gonna use uh, the word, I mean, inexpensive or. Um,
1: Cheap. I believe the oh, word frugal. You're frugal. Is. frugal,
3: thank you. Thank frugal? you. That's it. Frugal.
1: You know, it just led me to something else though, that off topic a little bit. <coughs> Excuse me. I think you're a great ref. Thank you. And I think that Jesse Bush is a great ref. And I think purchase were for there was a time in this town, especially after JP stopped refing, where good refs were hard to find. Yeah, sure. we're, we're we're
2: like hard. in a renaissance.
1: Yeah. Yes. Now there's there's some really good reps out there, man. You know, like,
0: like to expound on your point, you really do see how wrestling kind of works in cycles. Sometimes, like when I came back and started managing again, I was I was it, and then there was Parks, and, so and then I'm sorry,
2: said, and then there were so many.
0: Uh, right, and then Moretti came in, and then Jack Steele tried his hand at it, and then guys were bringing their old ladies down to and the fucking J- ring. Yeah. Yeah. Jason J, another very good and capable manager, right? Yes, yes. And now that's kind of things <laughs> have kind of scaled back there again. For the longest time, we didn't have a referee that didn't wear a soft helmet and carry a, a drip cup with him.
1: Yeah. And but now we is. got or or, or guys that or guys that like had heart attacks in the middle of the 6th right? Him. Right? Man, uh, that's uncalled that's rough bumps. Bad. And yeah. now we got a lot
0: of good quality roughs coming through. I mean, you really can see it. Yeah. Yeah, really
1: good. So, it just wanted to... Which is nice. Yeah. It's nice. Uh, yeah. Enjoy it while you got it. Because... You never know when you're going back.
2: Because you can actually plan a match now. Well,
1: and, to and, not and, have and the, that's a great point because referees, much like ring announcers, aren't... The, the show's not about them, but when they're bad... You oh, notice. man. Yeah, you, you notice. notice. The timing's off in the ring. They get in the way. They don't know how to get turned. Mm-hmm. They see things they're not supposed to see. Like, it really matters. Yeah, so it's great to have some really solid and good reps. All right, man, hit them with the standards. Okay, so which yes, one do we? Which one should we start? With? Uh, the, the whatcha? Okay, so this is a segment where we what talk about what you've been <laughs> got going on. Which we talk about things that are happening, like shows you have shows. coming up. Imagine this is probably right around the you have middle of January.
3: Yeah, let's call I it. The I am baby. not having a baby. Okay, all right, I that's just questioning. Having... No. So, like
1: anything you have coming up in February, this would probably be a good time. Last um, week of January, early February. I got
3: what? What I got going on? I have uh, Angel Armani's Miaw. Um, the Rumble, Rumble on, yep, on the 26th. My favorite show of the year. You raffin?
2: You uh, you put your name in the in the metaphorical
3: hat? It, as a, as with all Angel Armani shows, for me, I have no idea. Yeah. I, genuinely, I could, know I'll be taking tickets. I'll you know be a much.
1: man wearing many hats. By the way, uh, yes. we got to talk later because I had I drove down to Illinois with Armani yesterday and we had a good conversation.
2: Was it? Oh, good. Yeah, so. It's not a on-air conversation. No, we'll talk about it's
1: a it. personal yeah. conversation. Did you treat him to an old-fashioned uh, a brandy? No, we actually had margaritas. We went down to the Bahama Breeze. In nice. Shumper,
2: a six or a seven. Uh,
1: Eighty. Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. And then, of course, Legacy on the 8th. Yep, right? we, got, we, got, we got Legacy, and then uh, I think um, I think there's a WPW early, uh, show early uh, February. Oh, and I'll, I'll also be at UTL on February 2nd.
1: So, so. you're working uh, at WPW now? Uh, referring up there.
3: Have you been doing that for a while? No, I just started with uh, with some of the with changeover. The new, that yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Did they did during that whole switchover? Did they lose referees as well? Or? No,
3: I guess there was an assumption that one was leaving at the same time, and oh, so. they didn't. So uh, they brought me up. cool, yeah. very cool, sweet.
2: Before we get into the uh, well, you guys want to get into what you've been got going yeah, on? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll add to some of that. Sure. So, um, the BCW show in February because by the time you hear this, Rise to Honor is already over. Big show coming up in Oshkosh. I'll be pubbing it on the next couple of episodes in April at the arena up there. McFoley's coming to town. Bang, bang. Yeah, bang, bang. So, Jack Swagger will be there, Mark Henry, Shane Douglas, and Francine. Um, Who? Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's for Shane Douglas. Two businesses just (laughs) went (laughs) out.
0: of. All I have, and this is by choice... Oh jeez! Is the Herpes. Uh, January twenty sixth for MiaW? Uh, there's two shows, February eighth, one in Lacrosse and one here for Legacy, and I'll be in the Dells working neither, yeah. doing a little family
2: vacate.
1: Where will you be on the eighth?
2: I don't know. I believe. Uh, I believe you'll. I'm off. Uh, I'm off from RCCW. Cool. That month, as far as I'm aware, so I'll probably be down here for Legacy. Good.
1: Right on. So now they're reforming the Ross family. Yeah, they're getting the band we're back everybody. together. Boom, boom, doo, doo, and they're adding a member because you have doo, doo, to watch doo, doo, out, in ca- you have to cover yeah. yourself in case Jason Masters gets himself in trouble. So. Well,
0: that, and I want to see if I can <coughs> get our shows uploaded earlier. Oh, there you go. By Curry in favor. Nice.
2: And, uh, so before we get into the, and, you know, I'll be around. I'll be at RCCW. I'll be at Legacy. I'll I'll show up to Armani's show and I'll get dressed and then hope he has something for me. <laughs> uh, it's the way it goes. Uh. Okay, thank you. Uh, before we get to the last of the standard questions, what's the best match you've ever reffed? Uh. Best match I've
3: ever <laughs> reffed had to be, I think, uh. Yeah, it's tough. I think I want to say it was Dysfunction versus Joey Avalon. They put on an amazing match. Okay. For at, at MIW.
2: All right. Now, what's the worst match you've ever refed? God.
3: Uh, <laughs> That's where the real question. <laughs> there was uh, I hate to do this. There was this. Uh, no, I love it. There was this this uh, ladies' match that LPW put on it when they were still at Serve Hall. That was the absolute... Oh, I remember one. that. Sure. Yeah, that was terrible. That match. It was, that match was terrible. What was that match? I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> did AP book that yes, match? Yes, I don't know.
1: Yes. Al
2: El-
0: per- a- El-P- Patterson. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. yes!
1: Yes! Yep, yep, yep. Adrian
2: yep. Peterson. Right? Mm. Yeah, no? there was,
1: uh... There was no there dog. Was there was, uh... Ember Crescent Moon, is what lo- I like to call her, because uh, that's... Okay. Yeah. And, uh...
0: Uh, the, the one young lady had like a tag team with her that just worked their phones the whole time, correct? Yes. I recall.
1: Pretty terrible. It was, it was bad.
0: Yep, I believe you. All right, hit them with the second Okay, one. so
1: we have a question that we ask everybody, and it's a non-judgmental cr- question. Go for it. But we ask everybody who sits in that chair, who you gave for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we'll give you, yep, we'll, yep. We'll, we'll share our answers for you. Okay, all right. Okay. So... We don't know if you are gay, we don't, we don't care, care if you're gay,
0: doesn't matter. But All we right. are,
1: for example, we have two happily married fellas here and one who's been engaged for quite some time, and I would, my guy would be Justin Timberlake if I were gay. Okay. Because I think he's talented, he's a handsome dude, and he's got lots of him. My choice,
0: Matthew McConaughey. Good looking cat, been in many successful movies. Likes to smoke the ganj. Oh, well, there you All
3: go. Ryan right. Reynolds. Beep. <laughs> um.
1: Jeez. Maru, just so you know, Maru's answer was Shayna Baszler. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Please um, don't
2: break my armor. T.C.'s
1: arm. was The Rock Yes it was In fact most
2: a,
0: the, a
1: lot Most
2: of the African American people That we've had on the show Have answered The have Rock Have answered The Rock yes. It has been a common That's true Dwayne Johnson's come up a lot
3: If I were gay Yeah It would be George Clooney
2: Okay He oh. can
3: never seem to keep a relationship Yeah
0: So I get something
3: throughout it And then I'm out
0: Yeah That's good hey, You had a good run You see some looking yeah. cat. Yeah. You know?
1: The salt and pepper hair going
2: yeah.
1: Cool We'll get We'll finish our last segment With reading crazy Facebooks From <laughs> a friend in Michigan later But i have all been lame though lately Can I just I'm gonna pre uh, Preface it by saying that It's all been about
2: just like Different coach firings And things like that Oh really? That. Cause you know I I, I
0: read You and mean there were no sweet posts About how he's a big Barrel chested motherfucker Not today Yeah But we'll
1: get there yeah, He's a real piece of work so, Jesse, apparently we have to make a promo for our podcast, but I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to say. Oh, come on, Nick. We just got to talk about Grapple Talk, where we talk about wrestling. It doesn't matter if it's the national stuff or the local stuff. That's true. I mean, regardless if it's WWE or our local talent, we cover it all.
3: Oh, we also got to plug the social media. That's
1: right. Facebook.com slash the Grapple Talk, and you can follow us on Twitter at the Grapple Talk.
3: Man, that was a really
1: good promo. That was. High five. Hey, yeah.
2: Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Chris Lockman, host of the Smart Money Wrestling Podcast. Join me me and my co-host, AJ Jensen, each week as we discuss all things professional wrestling. WWE, NXT, Ring of Honor, Lucha Underground, New Japan, as well as the local indie scene here in Wisconsin. We'll also bring you interviews with some of the Midwest up-and-coming independent stars and where you can see them in your area. You can find us on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as on Twitter, at Money. Check us out! Hey everybody, this is RGG from the Regular Guy Gaming Podcast on the Grapple Talk Network. I think it's safe to say if you like wrestling, you also like games. So join me and my co-host Ragbag as
0: we talk about old games, new games, games we love, games we hate,
2: special guest interviews, and of course, Ragbag's love for Luigi Mansion. That is all on Regular Guy gaming check us out
0: all right let's turn mike loose in the hat yes right. so, mike please don't look directly into the hat because you'll, we go are over, off, like the you'll, you'll go you blind right. yeah we don't want you to actually see what you're okay yeah because we
1: don't know but... we
2: like to keep the uh you probably can't read my handwriting the integrity of the hat it's okay nobody can read my handwriting
1: by the way i'm looking forward to the uh rise to honor show uh it's already happened by the time you hear this but Big uh, Iron Woman match with Sierra and uh, Vanessa Zurich. So I'd watch that. Can you read it? Yep. it. Right, sweet.
0: Vic the Stick Ross. Boo. I, son of a bitch.
1: Wow. Have we not pulled that? I before? feel like we have. I feel have like we talked
2: about you before. I feel uh, like we've you
1: I feel like every one of us has gotten pulled. Yeah. At some point.
2: Well, I mean, I've gotten pulled a couple times.
1: All right, Blink, here's what you do. You crunch
0: that up real tight. Yep. And you take another shot. And you
1: could tell, while you're taking another pick, you could tell everybody what you think of Vic. Because they have no over what we think about him.
3: No, I think think Vic's great. Uh, I think uh, between him and AC Riley, they were the first ones to give me an opportunity out in RCCW uh, as a ref. So thank you for that. Yeah, no problem.
0: I always like to try to help.
3: Sweet potato or pumpkin pie?
0: Okay. Mm. All right. All right, I'm just going to go first. All right, go for it. I've never had sweet potato pie in my life. Never? Never. Pumpkin pie gets the nod just because I've had it and it's all right.
2: Yeah, I can't deal with the yams. Can't do it. I don't like them.
3: Mike? Uh, I'm actually not a fan of either one of these pies. I like pie, yeah, but not a, not a fan of either one of these pies. However, I'm not <laughs> a fan of sweet potatoes more, so I would go pumpkin. <laughs> what is your favorite pie? Puntang, of course. Oh, of course. But yeah. other than that. Uh, I'm, a, I'm just a simple apple pie, dude. Yeah. Works. Do you like the that.
1: French, the crumbly one, or the lace? With the, with the nice crumble yes. on top. Yes, yes. That's I'll say pumpkin, too, but sweet potatoes not bad.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, all right. I'm, uh, am I out? Just crumble it and yeah. leave it on the table. Yeah, we don't want those to <laughs> repeat if we can avoid it. All right. All right, let's see what we get. Let's see what we get. First one of the new year. Uh, and deep. Let's see. You look like you're going on an expedition. I am. Um. Oh, boy. I don't know I can read that. Um, yeah, right, I write that, believe it. Oh, Scott's character in The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> All right, so let me tell you that, how this works. I have said for a long time that the Ross family consisted of many, many casts of characters, but I was always treated like... Did you ever watch Show Friends? Yeah. Okay, if there's a whole cast of Friends, I'm the guy serving coffee with the white hair. Okay. Okay, I'm not really a part yeah. of the cast, right? So people have been throwing in TV shows and trying to figure out what small bit character that I would play. Boy, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, huh? Well, it can't be any of the It can't be the uncle. Can't be the butler. Right. Can't be Carlton. I think you're Jazzy Jeff. Yeah, got to be Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, because he only pops up every once. in a Or, so.
2: uh, or the what was the oldest sister? the The one that was the real dumb one. Uh, Hillary. Hillary, remember Hillary had that uh, the the news anchor. Oh, the boyfriend, weatherman boyfriend who yeah. died. Yeah. Like.
1: Oh, then too. that's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm the weatherman, Trevor. Yeah. All right. So there, there has there's that bit. By the way, Hillary, would you? Yeah.
2: Would. Yeah. Good. I would. I'm in. What about Tatiana Ali?
0: Back then, no, because she was like nine. <laughs> well, hold on.
2: Yeah. Well, hold on.
0: I didn't mean then. All right, man, we're uh, we're coming back to you. Because oh, I
1: just pulled Scott's character on M.A.S.H. One of those dopey-ass majors or colonels or, uh, that would show up every once in a while. I forget their names, but they had the... Yeah, there was Colonel Flag? Yeah. Yeah, let's go with Colonel
0: Flag. Okay. Okay. I picture you more as the Asian nurse who was always there but only talked to sometimes.
1: Well, it's kind of like the dude in ER, right? Hawaiian. There were two dudes in ER. Remember I the think show ER? Beach. I was I don't know. There was the the bigger dude who was also on um, Parker Lewis Can't Lose, and then there was. Oh, I know exactly yeah. you are talking about. And then there was Deezer D, and they both were like interns, medics for years on ER, and then finally towards the end. One of them got to speak more, but they were just always there, but they weren't ever in the credits. So that would be me on ER. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I oh bunch. Bunch.
0: well, I guess that's our our topic. Is this the
1: FMK? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that
2: looks like a book. All right. So this is uh. Harley Hellcat. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Warning Scott. <laughs> or or letting Scott know that Mike Thompson got his foot stuck in a chair at the Miramar <laughs> Theater. <laughs> all right, help, help Mike
1: out with okay. the backstory of yeah, all of this. So, back in the days when I was running shows, one of the guys that worked for the show was a guy named, his gimmick name was Harley Hellcat. Okay. So, in addition to being a wrestler, and Kenneth of trades, helped with the ring, did a lot, did a lot of the prep work. He also was in some people classified him as maybe a stooge for the office. He was a guy who would tell me anytime he thought there was news that needed to be reported. But he also was a stockier fella who got easily winded. And sweated profusely. And sweated profusely. So... Vic is going to do an impersonation of him telling me about Mike Thompson. You know who Mike Thompson is? Yes. Okay, Th- this really happened. He was at the Miramar Theater doing a show. Yeah. He was trying to climb over a chair. He got his, the, you it's know, because the theater, theater seat, yeah, the theater it, theater seat it folded closed. up on his leg and he completely panicked, couldn't get his leg out, and was swearing up and down that he was going to lose his, quote, goddamn leg when all he had to do was push the... Chair down, he would have been able to get his foot up. So Harley Hellcat's going to tell me that story as if I didn't know it happened.
0: <laughs> Scott, Scott, I, I was just, I was just out in the theater, and my, who, who, oh man, my top, my has got his leg. and he's caught, it's caught in a chair. He's, I swear to God, he's gonna lose. The life, Scott. He's gonna lose goddamn leg, Scott. He trying tried to walk on a chair. And the chair followed up. He's gonna he's gonna lose his goddamn leg. He's calling for Rob. He's <laughs> calling for Rob. Fire department's here.
1: They can't they can't find a wrench. oh!
0: Ooh, I gotta sit out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's to a team. It's Harley Hellcat telling me about the time Mike Thompson got his leg stuck in a theater seat.
2: By the way, before we continue, the best part of this show, like the whole run of this show, however many, 30, 50, wherever we're at, 40-something, forty, something, four-ish. 40 something is going to be the one where you lose your oxygen during that, pass out. pass out, and hit your head on the <laughs> yeah. table on the
1: way down. Well, at least we got something to look forward to. <laughs> it's back to All right, let's see what we got So we haven't gotten a real wrestling topic. (laughs) Oh,
0: we've had some real quick hitters so far.
3: Yeah. That's
2: what my wife says.
3: Ew. Derek and Kira's wedding.
2: I thought we talked about that already, too. I swear we did. Yeah,
3: why do we have all these duplicates? And I swear I went through that
0: fucking hat and called some of this out.
2: Bottom line is, is that Jason Masters looked like a, a Cuban jewelry dealer. Yep. All right? In Miami Beach. In Miami Beach.
0: Uh... You ever see Miami Vice? Yes. Michelle we Walker. We picked this dude up for a wedding, and he came out dressed like Philip Michael Thomas.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has an, he has one good T-shirt. Is what Jason Masters has. All right, it's a it's like a turquoise T-shirt. He's never washed it, so it still has the crease. It's affectionately in the referred sleeves. to as his Easter, his Easter shirt. shirt. He takes it's like a pastel blue. His mom once bought him Sears portrait studio photos, and he just standing in front of like a white background, just like, you know, like you know, just well. really feeling it out. But so for this wedding, he wore his Easter shirt, but he put on like a white suit, like was, a linen. It was gray. Oh, it was, it was, it was a suit. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was tight. <laughs> it yeah. was tight. No dress shirt. The the Easter the shirt, Easter shirt on. Yep. and the jacket over it. Uh, that was his wear. Uh, Michelle Walker was bringing it that night. That's what they say. They, they might need LASIK. <laughs> that's what they say. Uh, there was some strip dancing.
1: Yep. By the way, I wasn't at this wedding because Sam the Butcher didn't get to go to Hawaii with the Bradys either.
0: <laughs> that's his whole throwback to the Yeah. yeah. We yeah.
2: managed to stay booked for future... Yeah. Shows, which yeah. was nice somehow. Mira drank a lot of alcohol. Uh, anything else of note happened that night?
0: Uh, I I slow danced with Masters and grabbed his ass like it was
2: Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, okay. Wow. It was
1: quite a bit. Apparently. Now, if anybody
2: wants us to go to their wedding, they don't.
1: Especially after all that.
2: Please contact us at the <laughs> restaurant. I'll contact
1: you when I get married, but I won't be allowed to go because.
2: You're not <laughs> going to be allowed to go to your own
0: wedding. <laughs> oh, I won't actually be not.
1: serving champagne and <laughs> <total>. <laughs> All right. Oh, this is a long one. Jesus. Man. I get that a lot. All right. How hot shot Scott Williams managed his marriage after Stockholm Syndrome wore off? <laughs> First of all, I'm not married yet.
2: Yeah. I- this Wait. one, I, I'm sure that Maru put this one.
1: Well, in. I know he did. Yeah. I know he did. Because uh, essentially, what he's trying to say, which is a compliment to my fiance, because he said this to me, not sketch, that he thinks Catherine's a good-looking woman, doesn't understand why he why she would be with me, and it's because I'm not a raging crazy alcoholic who makes bad choices. Whoa. Wow.
0: Ooh, common, correct.
2: Yikes.
1: I didn't say he was. What? Well, what's mean, the problem? Well, I mean the <laughs> Um, it's because I'm, I'm charming, I'm well-read, I'm uh, an overall good dude. Hung like a stallion. Yeah, creeping. You don't sleep on me, man. Alright. <laughs> or with you, because you might lose an eye. hey Huh?
2: Come on, we gotta get something here.
1: Something wrestling related, right?
2: Aren't you glad you drove here for this? Yeah. That's,
1: I mean, you never know. First, like, we had Armani on. So, we've had people on, and it was like non-stop wrestling topics over and over. We had Armani on, and we get shit like Bolivian soccer. And you can imagine how that went over with Armani. No, man. And
0: keeping the good times rolling, Little Caesars and Why Their Pizza Sucks. You want to take this one, Mike? Do you like Little Caesar? I mean, it does.
3: You can't. You can't, you can't go roll with five dollar, six dollar pizza.
0: Okay, so the price is right, but you definitely get what you pay for. Well, okay yeah, yeah, but, but no that's. It.
3: But see, but that's. But just that's it. If you go in with expectations
1: that you're getting a five dollar pizza, you're not going to be disappointed. If you go in thinking you're getting a taste of old Italy, well, then you're in trouble.
2: Here's my little Caesar's rant. Okay. All right. <laughs> I've had a taste
0: of this rant. Before. What
2: time does Little Caesars open every day? 11, 11. eleven o'clock what time do they close nine o'clock bro nine o'clock at night no matter what time you go in there there's gonna be somebody who walks in and orders 12 pizzas for a birthday party that they're having now all right <laughs> and didn't call ahead or put an order through and they're like I need 12 hot and ready's okay and, and then and then it backs up and then you know there's Fucking Little Caesars cooks in the back hanging themselves
1: and stuff like that every day. It's just... Okay. It, that's probably true. But that's true. But I will say this. Although their recipe has gotten better, at one time, Domino's was worse than Little Caesar. Before they re, kind of redid their image and reshaped their image, they were basically cardboard with, with burnt cheese on like it. was It was
0: garbage. Yeah, and Little Caesars is basically ketchup on bread. Put a
2: little bit of melted
0: cheese on it.
2: What we need to get down to is who's having birthday
1: parties at nine o'clock at night <laughs> on a Tuesday? <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> hey, when we were kids, because we were poor-ish, right? They had this like st- this quick-made pizza sauce that you could like put on like if you were making homemade pizzas, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. In like well, a jar but we didn't like... have that, so we would take Wonder Bread and we would spread the stuff on there, and then throw like a piece of cheese on it, and put it under the but, broiler. And that was our pizza. All
0: right. I thought you were going to say in the microwave for a minute there. Oh, we didn't have
1: one of those. Microwaves didn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> How old do you think he is? To be fair, my dad, my mom and dad got divorced. But at 10, my dad bought a microwave in 1981. And that thing lasted him 20 years because that's when shit was made to last. There was a
2: microwave in my house for a long time that was older than I was. Yeah. it was big.
1: Yeah. Was yeah, big. yeah, it was. This thing was yeah. huge. And it weighed about 108 pounds. <laughs> but it...
2: Last it. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see what we got here. Anybody, yeah, Little Caesars, you, you like them? Yeah. Put yeah, the price there right. All right. The Northridge Mall.
0: This is an Eddie Watson question.
2: Yep. Now if you go up there, there it's, is a Northridge. There, There's no. some Menards and...
1: I Okay, so I had a lot of friends that lived on the north side. And when I was old enough to drive at 16, I spent many a day on the north side, but I have never set foot in Northridge. I used to go to the mainstream over on Appleton. Yep. Okay. The old record store on Appleton Avenue. Hung out there quite a bit. But I never made it to Northridge in all my years that nor did a lot of people in that <laughs> <laughs> I also never went to Northridge. I was a
0: Southridge guy. Mm-hmm. Like what about right. South Gate. Yeah, I was at Southgate a lot. Did you
1: go to the Moon Fun shop? No. It was like a head shop.
0: What was it? Oh, I figured with the name, no. like, Moon no. Fun Shop. No. Uh, what was the name of the sub shop that was in there? Uh, Gold like, Coast. No. It like, would have been uh, down towards... Yeah, I know. I, like I, I picture Dunham's it. I, I picture it. I just don't remember. The, it wasn't Blimpy. It wasn't a chain. It was
2: like a... Frank's, Frank Sub Sub Shop.
0: Yeah,
1: Sure. Sure. I, I remember that sub shop, though, because they put a lot of oil on their stuff. They did. Yeah, they, they oiled
0: did. the shit out of that thing. It, it, they kind of were close to, like, a suburbia, mm-hmm. but not exactly. Right.
3: Yeah, no, so, I, I recall it.
0: Uh, I'm going to guess you're way too young to have ever been to Northridge.
3: Actually, I have my last two memories of Northridge. I was modeling there. Uh, I think I did modeling for was it Boston store, J.C. Penny? one or two. Ah, okay, okay. Um, And that was what ninety two and ninety three. How old are you? Thirty two.
1: Oh,
0: a
3: little older than I thought you.
2: Yeah, he's my age.
1: Okay.
0: He looks much better. Go ahead, finish your Northridge. No, that,
3: that's it. I was I was modeling there, so that that was the I think that's the last good memory I have of Northridge. Oh, what's
0: your I, last bad memory of Northridge?
3: Uh, it was a ghost town. Because, oh, yeah. I mean, I lived on the north side, so I remember going in through there. Uh, heck, I was going in through Capitol Court when it Clarks. was closing. So. See, was I've,
1: I've been to Capitol Court. I've never been to What about,
0: since we're on the topic of failed malls, yeah. which basically they all are now these days. Yeah, right. Um, downtown. The Grand. The Grand. When's the last time anybody's been on the Grand? I was
1: in there a couple weeks ago.
0: Okay, and are we on an uptick? Uh, well, of the, the holding steady, or it's on, it on a
1: down. It's it's on a down, but moving up according to what you read. Okay. So there's a lot of things that have moved out of there again, but now there's reinvestment happening, and they're trying to bring in not only stores but offices and some other things. They're trying to make it a little bit more upscale. But
3: Everything I see. I always. I don't.
1: Right? I don't. They're hoping that it bounces back because of FISERV and whatnot. I think it sucks. You know what? Let me tell you something about Milwaukee. I think it sucks that we can't sustain a mall downtown in what's one of the, forget the metro area, because I know our metro area is small, but it's one of the 25 largest cities in the country from a city standpoint, and our downtown can't have a sustainable mall? can't. Because at six o'clock, if there's not a, a Bucks game going on, you can roll up the goddamn sidewalks in a major city like Milwaukee. All right, but when's the last time you were downtown? I, I, I quite a bit. Not for a Bucks game. I've gone down there
0: to eat. Before. Okay. Yeah. So, what'd you deal with while you were down there? Did you pay for parking? Yes. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Did you get hassled for fucking money by the fucking homeless? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Okay. Right. People with
1: fucking families—they don't want to deal with that but shit. But you're missing my point. It's then incumbent on Milwaukee to make that vibrant. The people that run the city need to make that
0: area vibrant. I'm not going to argue that point. But when there's a fucking tent town of homeless a mile away, living under the freeway, that gotta eat, they're going to find. They're going to go where the people are. Okay. <laughs> right. And they're going to go to the families. Because dad's more likely to throw this guy two bucks to get him away from his fucking
1: kids. But, again, I'm not blaming people for not going down there. I'm saying it's ridiculous. We were in Detroit. All you hear is bad things about Detroit. Did we get hassled downtown? Not once. Right. We didn't get hassled downtown at all. We went to
0: Cleveland. Did we get hassled downtown? Just that one angry broad that I told her mother was (laughs) a
1: bitch. Well, right. But aside from that, (laughs) we didn't get hassled down there. I... I went to Miami two years ago. I was down North Armani. Downtown. Didn't get hassled. Because they figured it out. Atlanta. You don't get hassled. Because they want you to come down there. They want you to spend money. They want to revive the economy in their city. Not here.
2: Here's my ranch about Milwaukee. Who is having a birthday party at <laughs> nine
1: o'clock at night? They're turning five. <laughs> Minneapolis downtown is beautiful. I don't get hassled down there. Oh, it's Minneapolis. That's not my. Point.
0: Everybody's all white and
1: Nordic. That's not true either. Well, they are. No, I, I I drove down the street in Minneapolis and saw everything. But, again, <laughs>
2: Everything,
1: your downtown should, should just, be your centerpiece.
2: Yeah. Public fornication.
1: You
0: shouldn't want to hide it. I hear you. I hear you, man. But I'm just saying, that's, that's why we have the problem that we have down there. That a mall is conducive to bringing your family or Malls kids being there after generally. school or whatever, right? right. But do you want to turn your 14-year-old loose in
1: the grand? Unsupervised? You don't. We have a trolley. Great. Yeah. Doesn't go Great. to. It, but it doesn't go to the new arena. In the right. meantime, in the
0: meantime, I drove over here on three wheels, where the fourth one never touched the road because of all the fucking holes <laughs> that the other three tires went yeah, into. Yeah,
1: I get you. This isn't
2: 1987. Debbie Gibson is not hanging out in malls anymore. It was. It was. Tiffany. Her Tiffany. name was Tiffany. Well, nobody's going to the mall.
1: <coughs>
3: okay, who was Nobody bringing was it more? states' malls are still okay. Who was
1: bringing it more? Tiffany or Debbie Gibson? At, in the 80s? Yes. Tiffany. Yes. Right now? Debbie, Debbie Gibson. Gibson. Yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Tiffany was bringing mm. it.
0: She, you guys,
1: yeah, she was sassy.
0: This question might be about 10 years before you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know you were alive when this took place, but I feel like. You're more Burton Ernie than Tiffany Debbie Gibson.
2: You masturbated to Tiffany and Debbie Gibson. I masturbated to Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. I
0: also (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: masturbated. By the way, you know how I know I'm getting old? I went, we watched the New Year's Rocking Eve thing. Yeah. And I didn't know 70% of the fuckers on that show. The new
2: kids on the block were on there. Why are they uh, there? What?
1: They were touring. The I double feel double like double. every female artist has to have their name end in ah. Sia. Sierra. Rihanna.
2: That's because it's Triple H who's actually making Ta- their names. Taylor Swift-ah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Swift-ah.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, can got you got
2: try to, get, to get us something quality here?
3: Yeah, because got character.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a running theme today.
3: <laughs> Everybody uh, loves Raymond.
1: Ugh. Uh, well first of all that shows the most miserable pile of shit on TV. Those Do you know people are that miserable.
0: Liked it? Raymond. I, I never knew
1: anybody who no. watched that no. show. No, I mean I know like I know somebody who watched it, or a relative of mine watched it but not necessarily raved about it. Okay. I would probably be the, the tall dumb brothers' girlfriend. Okay, that would have to be my character on that show. Because. All right, but yeah, that's th- those people just were miserable pieces of shit to each other the whole time. So two things: the tall, dumb brother was yeah. the
0: voice of Hulk Hogan on the Rock and yeah, Wrestling cartoon. Brad Garrett. Oh, really, Brad Garrett? Brad Garrett the, yeah.
1: Why yeah. couldn't they get Hogan to
0: do it? Uh, don't why know. Why would they? And then <laughs> number two, Brad Garrett was on a much funnier sitcom after Everybody Loves Raymond that had half of the run, and it was called Till Death. Okay. That show, funny as hell. Isn't he on a new one now? He is. No one cares. Yeah, okay. Is that the name of the show? I wish it was. It'll be gone soon. It's a story about, it's a television show about divorce.
2: Oh,
1: that's lovely.
2: Yeah. I'll be on it in a couple years.
1: Okay. Main reason for Turtle inst. Uh turtles being in insta- uh, 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 what's the word I'm looking endangered? For? Yes. Is it straws? Is it multiple choice? Is it lights from the condos on the beach or is it the fucking turtles themselves? <laughs> I'm going to tell you why it's turtles themselves. Okay? I have a condo, a timeshare in Florida. Okay? I happen to go down there in September which is during turtle mating season when you're not allowed to have if your condo faces the beach you have to turn your lights off because turtles this is how they mate they come up from the sea they go to the beach they lay eggs and then they crawl back into the ocean but if they see lights on they won't lay their eggs okay then the eggs hatch and have to trek across the beach to get in the water before they get attacked by birds. That's why they're in- extinct. Because they haven't changed they're their not stupid... We still got them. Nah, that's why they're endangered. Because they haven't changed their mating habits. And they haven't caught up with natural selection yet. <laughs> it's not straws. It's not the lights so, from my condo.
3: Building buildings is natural selection?
1: You right. adapt. Oh. You adapt. When we were cavemen, we lived in forests. They started building shit. We walked upright. See what I'm saying? So what you're saying is you want turtles to walk upright? I want turtles to figure... to go lay your eggs if there's a light on.
2: I like it in the dark, too. I mean, if you were fucking somebody who looked exactly like... (laughs) (laughs) Except for a giant straw sticking out
1: of their nose. (laughs) But But you're catching it from behind. It's a turtle.
2: Which, by the way, what male in the 80s didn't bang something that looked vaguely like them with a straw stuck in their nose? Alright? I, I don't know. That's a but cocaine joke. It is a <laughs> cocaine
0: joke. I uh, I bring to you the sound of turtles fucking. Okay, oh, this should yeah. be great.
2: Not so close. A little back it. it gets real intense.
1: <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> <coughs> I, what? okay so maybe they're state, maybe they're going endangered because they're ugly
0: uh, So I don't know if I told this story on the podcast but um, after the last RCCW show, I'm sure we did but she was so
2: high. We, we went sh- to
0: Perkins and our waitress oh, was I this so thing. high so so high. high and we ordered our drinks and when she brought them I asked for a straw and she I said can I have a straw and she goes, yeah, as long as you don't care about the turtles. And I was like, listen, if the turtles knew how many mouths were on this cup, they'd understand. I want the straw.
2: Like, legitimately, Mike, this, this motherfucker was so high, she couldn't keep her eyes open to look at the menu.
0: She told us the story that for the first two weeks, the only soda she poured was orange soda because... The button was all big and orange, it's all I could press.
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah, she was a mess. Do you she have any a good waitress story? You know your friend Eddie. Eddie Brown has never had a quality experience in a restaurant ever.
3: No, yeah, I've, ex- no. I've, I've experienced his always non-quality <laughs> experiences. Like, yeah, he's never satisfied. I mean, but a, I mean, it's a man of his size, I don't think he's ever satisfied with the food that he gets.
2: I don't think, like, I've seen them screw some things up on him, but it's always good. It's a good time. That was two minutes. But he, he admits it. He's crazy. It sounds like he's listening live. It could be. Did you skip me?
0: You piece of shit. You want that one? Sure. <laughs> Thanks. <coughs> what is it? Favorite
1: road trip. Okay. Uh. Like wrestling road trip, right? Because I mean. Sure. Because I mean, at Grand Canyon. Uh, holiday
0: road. Um, my favorite one was when my, my aunt died, and then we tied her to the roof, and then we dropped her at our uncle's front door, I, I still I, went to Wally World.
1: I enjoyed, I took a trip with Armani and Juice Robinson um, to Minnesota for a couple fair shows. That was fun. We went to Iowa for a show. It was Derek St. Holmes, Sunny Beach, three or four. We Two carloads of people. The show was in Iowa at an amusement park. Sunny Beach got his eyebrows shaved, and we went to the Spam Museum. I like so that him. was fun. Um, Winona, when the town wanted to fight Jason Masters. Caledonia. Caledonia, sorry. It was a na. See, ah, everything ends in awe. Um When the whole town surrounded Jason Masters outside, that was fun. Um, that was when I was playing placeholder for old Shackle McShackleson while... <laughs> um, tried to keep uh, Von Rudin off the off the dime there.
2: And Von Rudin won that
0: battle He Fair did square. Yeah. There was a lot of baby face fire and yeah.
1: boobs held. Um, <laughs> but uh, those were three that come to mind, I think.
3: Mike? I uh, mean, you know, I haven't really done too much road traveling, so I, I don't really have any good stories. I think I just have, a, you know, a lot of times I roll around with the, the Dark Match Mafia guys and we uh, we always said we need to be recording a lot of our, lot of our conversations. Not sure how much of it a, a sh- people should see, but yeah, it's, a lot, it's always a good time when, when we're all together. So, uh, but no real, no real good road stories yet. Okay. Uh,
2: <laughs> We've had so many. I know. Caledonia. Caledonia's a uh, good one. Steamboat days with the trip back. Oh man. Days. Um, See, there were a lot of early trips that I took to nonsense towns <coughs> with, like, uh, Chris Black and Cuba and uh, Eddie and TC, where <coughs> I hopped in an 85 LTD and drove to places like Berlin and Poland. You know, basically any, any any Wisconsin town named after a uh, European area, we've probably... rested Belgium. Belgium, yep. Yeah. Just shitty, shitty places. Those were always a good trip. Uh, there was one where I took my pants off and sat on Mason Quinn's lap. Uh, well,
1: just, oh. What about the one we went to where the guy, where the arm wrestler broke his arm? That was, that Iowa. was at, uh, Iowa.
2: That was at the Fish Festival. Fish, Fish
1: Festival, that's right.
2: Where Chris Hansen talked about abortion yeah. so many times. Yeah. On a microphone, to the crowd. Uh, okay. He said abortion like seven.
0: Times. At
1: a show that we were instructed needed to be a family show.
2: The road trips are really where it's at.
1: That's
0: you, where your laughter comes from. If you can
2: get, mm-hmm. if you can get three or four people together in the business that you you can stand long enough to spend long amounts of time with, uh, or you have similar enough interests, then that's where the enjoyment. Not comes
0: just in. long amounts of time, but long amounts of time. Trapped in a vehicle. Mm. Yeah. DJ Qualls usually comes with. DJ Rand.
1: DJ Quals like yeah. the in road trip.
0: <laughs> My favorite is probably um, the trip to Pastor Arden's house, where we just kept coming up with different gimmicks for AC Riley.
2: And he didn't use any of them. And he still hasn't thought of a good one.
1: And he isn't deaf yet. <laughs> no, but I'd like to be when I, when he starts talking. How we doing?
2: We're about there. We're yeah. We're coming up. We're coming up on it. Do we have time for one? Yeah, let's do one more. Can I go now?
0: Yeah, go for it. So yeah, why wouldn't you? You already went. I mean, like I feel like I should have picked it, and then you had to read it because that's the last one. Hold on. just take. No, no, it's good.
2: Here, I'll even mix it for you. There you go. Once you reach your way in there and really pull out a winner. Oh, thanks. That's not how tonight's
3: gone.
0: <laughs> We're <coughs> yeah.
2: not really pulling any winners tonight. <laughs> All right. TJ Ace, I'll posit you this question. Okay. Who's the best and worst ring announcer you've
3: ever um, seen on a
2: show that you've been on?
3: Best ring announcer? This gentleman right next to me. Uh, oh. Absolutely. Huh? Um, just... I mean, he just has it so professional, always put together well. Um, And and you can tell there's a psychology behind your announcing as well. Um, So, like... That's pretty pretty awesome. Um, And who's the worst? Oh, man. (sighs) She's a good ring announcer. However, she's she's a terrible heel ring announcer is what they're having her do. Uh, Jessie Sky in MEPW. Ah, she's actually pretty decent, but they, oh, okay. yeah, Fairbanks, Fairbanks, yeah. So she's she's actually pretty decent, but this game What's, a, What's heel a heel? Exactly. All right.
1: I don't see it. So they got her playing. So she's a heel.
3: Yes. Ring out. And yeah, I think that I in you know, the next, series, <laughs> the next uh, upcoming year of MEPW, I think that's going to change. So but that's what so let li- All
0: right. So I've not seen this. Okay. <laughs> So help okay. me to understand. <laughs> so when she brings a heel to the ring, she's super excited and puts it over. And then when a baby, she's kind of snarky about it, and like yeah, eh, two hundred pounds. It's a birthday, Jack Blackwell, whatever. There, there's
3: that, and he then dig. Well,
0: Whoa, uh, not, hey.
3: that, <laughs> not quite that far, but uh, yeah, there's that. And, there's, <laughs> and then there's uh, even even for the heels, it's just a long. Drawn out kind of deal. It's like really putting I, them over. No, not even. It, it it just it sucks everything from the from what you had going on in the crowd. So I've seen some bad
1: ones. Storm was a bad one. <laughs> Who's that? Bob Sparkplug Holly. Uh, it
2: was the SWE Holly? Oh, Chris Holly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it wasn't that Chris Holly was bad. It was that the storm. Ring it, the ring announcement of... No, Storm. it was bad cause he
0: tried it, to tell Joe. Yeah, some of it was bad he because tried to he was do constantly stand-up. trying to put himself yeah.
1: over. See, to me, a bad ring announcer is somebody who draws attention to themselves for something other than them announcing wrestling matches. Okay? So, he did that. Bubble Guts, uh, who was doing stuff for uh, uh, Dark Child for a while. Awful. Moldy pork chops. Yeah, moldy pork chops. Okay. Is what I like call it. We'll fill you in
0: when we're done. Yeah.
1: Um, I just I don't like it. I don't. You're. That's not what you're there for. You're there to get the product to keep the trains on track. No. Yep. That's what you do. You keep things moving. You keep things moving. And look, I appreciate that people think I'm good at what I do, but I make a mistake here and there. You. you here's how you cover a mistake. You keep rolling. Like if I said, for example. Let's say I'm introducing you from Sin City, TJ Washington. I know, I know, I fucked up, right? So you get in the ring, and I'll be, and this is how you correct it. TJ Ace's opponent hails from. You just covered it.
2: Yeah. What you don't do is you go, TJ Washington. I'm not saying that because they all look oh, alike. Was, <laughs>
1: no. But what you don't do is, I'm sorry, I meant TJ. You just go. Yep. You go. You figure out how to cover it, and the fans. Nine times out of ten as long as you don't call attention to it and you cover it the right way, I'm not even gonna remember. but when you go oh but I mean, I'm just I, I know who he is you, you, you. Shut up. stop regurgitating words over yourself. Just move on. yeah just move on. Like I made a mistake the other day uh, a couple uh, maybe about three shows ago I called Adam Grace, who by the way is a great wrestler, by his shoot name because Armani was in my head. Right before I went out there, he's like, yeah, don't forget, Brandon Clark's got to do this, and we're trying to do a raffle. I had six things going on. Not an excuse. I need to figure out how to compartmentalize it, right? But then I'm like, all right, got to get this show rolling. And I call out Brandon Clark to the ring. Who is Brandon Clark? Did he come? Yes. Yeah. And he came out, and he goes, no worries. hey, man. And I didn't even realize he did it. He goes, hey, uh, call me by my real name. I'm like, oh, shit. So then I just said, all right, and Adam Grace's opponent. You just cover it. You move. Anyway, worst ring announcer.
0: Worst? Can I put somebody over first? Yeah. I'm not going to say they're the best ring announcer, but I want to say Chris Grubb does a hell of a job in mm-hmm. lacrosse, Riverside mm-hmm. Championship mm-hmm. wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, worst ring announcer I've ever seen? Frank Cosentino. Pretty bad, at times. What about Damian Nelson? Uh, I don't remember him ring announcing.
1: I'm sure it's happened. What about Kenny Newman? Kenny, oh, not right. great. He was drunk, so I suppose. Yeah. Best ring announcer.
2: Best ring. Well, you know, you. Yeah, you. Uh, Grub is great. Um, Grub. Grub. Yeah. Uh, and he has a lot. He has to work around other things too. Like he has to work around Shay coming in on him and. Yeah. And you know, do that which you usually handle everything when you do it. You know, you don't have another person talking that you have to. Figure out when your place to, to kind of to pick in it up
0: is. and drop off,
2: type yeah. of thing. which is which is good. Um, worst is going to be uh, the Josh kid that we had do the first fusion show, real bad, real bad, yeah. But sure. in fairness
0: to him, he had zero experience, yep. And you kept turning the lights off when it was time to read the cards. <laughs>
1: oh, wow, that's and he, didn't know, he didn't know who anybody was.
0: Oh. So, I'm going to give
2: that kid a
1: pass. (laughs) Any, like, shout-outs to five gallons of curdled milk?
2: I mean, like, if you like cottage cheese, all right? (laughs) Bring a spoon. You're going to be here a while.
0: Uh, I believe you are supposed to be bringing up a post for us about a big barrel-chested motherfucker. So then we could take this home.
1: What was the name of the announcer at MEPW again?
2: Jesse Fairbanks. (laughs) That turtle's got a huge dog.
0: (laughs) He's giving her. Look how happy he is about it,
2: too. (laughs) (laughs) Who is (laughs) it? Aren't you? <laughs>
0: Happiest turtle in town, boy. Stall for me. Yeah, am. I'm, <laughs> I'm stalling so well for you I got turtles fucking on the internet. Alright.
2: Alright, here we go. This one's too specific, so it might really give it away, but uh, Okay. <clears> ha <throat> So I'm gonna rant here for a minute, because something really is sorta of grinding my gears today. Oh boy. It amazes me what I see in family courts sometimes when it comes to custody of children, especially in Wayne County. I mean, I'm sure the county has seen its fair share of deadbeat dads out there, what with downtown Detroit and all. But sometimes it amazes how parents can, quite literally, walk out on their children, not to mention their significant other, spouse, or whomever all, because they weren't ready, quote-unquote, to be a parent, but then when the parent who stayed with the child files custody paperwork, suddenly the deadbeat abandoner will come out of the woodwork and get a pretty favorable custody arrangement from Wayne County. Then there's guys like me. Oh, boy. I'm a hard-working guy. I bust my ass for my kids! Jesus. Hey. But man, oh man, did I have to fight tooth and nail for my children in the Wayne County court system to get where I am today. It's way too often that I see good parents, or would-be parents, suffer while pieces of garbage thrive in the family court systems, most of the time because they simply just don't want to pay child support. It bugs me. It bugs me that uh, people like that get any right to their children at all while I sit around and watch people who, frankly, would be a pair of the best parents I know go through so many struggles just to have a kid together. It's ridiculous. All right. It's bullshit. And the system needs a revamp. friend of the court needs to understand that. A, not all dads are automatically dead pe- pieces of garbage. And B... They need to update their investigation methods to find out which ones truly
1: are. All right, a couple things about this. Wayne County. First of all, did I don't did he win? Did he lose? If you want, you don't need a fucking pat on the back. You're great. You're a great guy. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, I have again. I don't know the whole story, but unless your child is in harm's way because he's at the other parent's house, no parent should have. Uh, should be not be allowed to see their kid and no kid should not should be in a position where they can't see one of their parents. So again, I have a little problem with that too. And and lastly, and maybe I'm just overly sensitive about shit like this, but what does Detroit have to do are there more deadbeats in Detroit? Why? What's what's Detroit different than Kalamazoo or Muskegon? Well, Michigan?
0: not that that's what that guy was or girl was mm-hmm. alluding to. Uh-huh. But I would assume that Detroit has more
1: people per capita than Wayne County. Yes, but I believe he
0: was going more that's so for the racial yeah, aspect. So do I.
1: Yeah, so do I. I yeah, so do I. You know what? There's a lot of deadbeat white parents. I know. I know no a lot of them. No doubt about it.
0: And I bet you a lot of them reside in Wayne
1: County. Wayne County! I, you, I, you know, I, fucking just, whatever, man. That was really the only quality one. That yeah, wasn't quality, uh, that, man. Was, that was that like a one-man stage yeah, show. That was, <laughs> that was quality, all right. You did a good job. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank just, you. Yeah, like, Why don't you uh, take I gave this it whole a real show.
2: southern bit.
1: All right, so on our next show, we don't know who we're going to have yet. Nope. No, we have not put anything together. But we'll uh, start cranking out some episodes here because it is 2019. 2019, Mudder Truckin' 19.
0: Okay, thanks for that. That know. fucking coat makes
1: you feel hip, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. Good coat. That coat Sp-
2: makes me feel my hip.
1: Good coat. Wait, I want to thank Mike Williams DJs for you joining for us. Yeah, I, I really wish we got more wrestling topics and story. No, it was a good time. Man. But I you never it. know. I would really you come back? You,
3: I would, absolutely. All
1: right, would you come back? Man? No. All right. <laughs> I might be done. Wait, who are you going to give my spot to? Eddie what? Watson. I'm back! <laughs> Alright, on that note, hot shot Scott Williams saying Win County! Happy New Year! Ross Family Matters Podcast. Booyah! Ha.